Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, hey, good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment, Mighty Mike on the board. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? I just don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> so we already made an intro for him, though. That's all right. We'll change it. Rocco's going to get all PO'd at us. I don't care. Donna, this is how we burn bridges. This was what got you canned at your last place. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. But thank you. There's a guy Uh on a show called Dino Ranch. Okay. Okay. There's like a narrator voice. Sure. (sighs) And they don't let us say the names of other people in in the market. But I'll just say, he sounds a lot like... This guy on a country station called Sus, who you did a lot of shows with. <laughs> Every time I hear Dino Ranch, I need to record it and, 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 and let you hear it. It really sounds like him. And I'm like, oh, maybe he's got a side hustle, right? A lot and of it, people in radio have side hustles. It's a hustles. TV show? It's a, uh, it's a cartoon. It's on oh. Disney+. Plus. It's called Dino Ranch. Okay, Dino Ranch. And it's like, hey, do you like, you know... <laughs> Dinosaurs, <laughs> kind of like that. The kind of sort of like that. Okay, I've got but it if you want. Well, Do you really? All right, listen. And I know listen, exactly the spot oh, you're God. talking oh, okay, about because it sounds just like them. Okay, here we go. Ranch knows Angus's three favorite things are plowing fields, <laughs> eating turnips, and sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Right? It's so good. Doesn't that sound like? Go back a little bit more. Just one second more. (laughs) That big triceratops is Angus. Everyone on Dino Ranch knows Angus's three. Come on, that's exactly. Plowing fields, eating turnips, and sleeping. Anyway, so I keep keep hearing him and then I think of you. And by the way, yeah, just so you get a glimpse into my world, those kind of like sound effects, I don't even even hear them anymore because they're on in my house so much. Dino Ranch is on like five times a day. We're binging it. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Thank you for Mm. sharing that. Um, Back to the show. I got a story about Sarah Michelle Gellar. All right, let's do it. And Freddie Prince Jr. Okay. Uh, They, of course, both acted at a young age. They have a 13-year-old daughter who they are not allowing to act until she moves out, until she's done with high school. 
and up out of the house. What in if an she interview, wants to be? Wait, what if she wants to be in a, a theater production at school? That would be different. Okay. In an interview with the Hollywood Reporter, Sarah Michelle Geller said, "Quote: My daughter says to me, that's unfair. You were a child actor. Yes, I was, but I was not the child of two famous parents. I'll never stop her from being on a set." But she's not just not going on camera while she's living under our roof. There wow. will be different expectations for her, so she needs to learn everything there is first. Sarah Michelle uh, and Freddie Prince Jr. also share a ten-year-old son together, but they say, yeah, they they're just slow rolling that instead of because they could get her an agent right now, they could get her a role right now, and I kind of like that they're, you know, pumping the brakes. My daughter loves theater. I would not want her to do any on-camera acting. Like being on a television show. How about being in a commercial? No, because then would come an agent, then would come, yeah, then you'd Maybe be like a, a commercial. Maybe a commercial. I think I might be okay with a commercial. Local? Like for Al's vacuums or something? Okay. All right. Because she is in charge of vacuuming the basement. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Shout out to Al's vacuum. Yeah, if you're no listening kidding. Right They're now. actually an advertiser. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's great. So anyway, they're going to slow roll, allowing their daughter to act. I, I I get it. I understand. You want to protect your kids as long as you can. I told my daughter about my idea uh, a few weeks ago. Um, I think I did. Yeah, we were driving in the car, and I, I said my my plan for them, for her dating, is that whenever we choose the age is where she is allowed to date, like beyond a group date. Group dates are you know sort of a little bit different. That uh, they're going to have to date me first. Mm. So let's say she's got some boy crushing on her at school. Well, Timmy, we'll call him. He has to come over and take me on a date first. You want to date my daughter? You date me first. Right. And I'm not going to like polish the rifle or anything like that. It's just like, let me get a, let me get a gauge, you know? And by the, what I think that will do naturally is sift out. It'll weed out a lot of the wannabes who are just trying to... They're not well intentioned. Okay. You know, yeah. and then we'll talk. We'll, you know, I, yeah, I just. You know, the kid's going to be nervous, though. He's going to be like, um, yeah. Please. Don't and and I, and I would know that, and that's okay. That I would have been too. But then it helps you to just, you know, if they care enough, they'll want to, they'll be like, all right, this isn't going to be my most favorite date of all time, but let's do it. I got the idea from someone else who used to, uh, they would take, he, he had a daughter. And these boys would come over and wanted to date her. And they had to take a walk around the block with the dad first. Oh, jeez. Nobody, but again, he wasn't polishing. It. He was like, you got to be involved as a parent. You got to get involved Absolutely. in that stuff. Or you no, got a I bunch agree. of ja freaking bronies who are trying to date your kids for who knows what reasons. I wouldn't worry about her. I'd worry about the little one. Donna, what? she's seven. <laughs> she seems a little crazy. <laughs> what are you saying? She's got a little Carol Baskin in her? I wouldn't go that far. I would just say she seems like she can give you a run for your money. She's uh, she's spunky. She's <laughs> just the right amount. Elizabeth Reese, um, God rest her soul, still alive, still hosting Twin Cities Live from what I understand. She would always say Lila is just the right amount of unhinged. Yeah, she's adorable. Yeah, yeah but like her. keeps you guessing. You never know what's going to come out of her mouth next. Totes. Uh, all right, let's talk about this uh, ousted Disney CEO. 
Oh, you, well, you know, we tease the Adam Lambert. All story. right, let's talk about the let's Adam, Adam Lambert. Adam Let Lambert me tell you this, later. okay? Yeah. Adam Lambert apparently does not want to see another straight actor portraying a gay legend on the big screen. Okay, so he was reacting to the Advocate sharing a news, uh, like just sharing a story that White Lotus star Theo James. Uh, he's the hot one in season two, who's 38, is reportedly the top contender to play George Michael, okay, in a in a potential biopic. So he, I guess, tweeted or commenting with a rolling eye emoji that just said, yay, another straight man playing a gay icon. So apparently this casting rumor took off when this Theo James was on Watch What Happens Live. And Andy Cohen said, um, or a fan, what Andy does is he reads like tweets to the guests and asked if he would like to play George Michael. And he was like, oh, my God, I would love that. He's an icon. He's a lot of Greek. I'm a lot of Greek. Put that Greek together. You get a falafel. (laughs) So apparently Adam Lambert was like, first of all, this is not happening, according to George Michael's family. But. Oh, okay. Then other people started saying, oh, okay, well, you're kind of being a hypocrite because he praised Rami Malek for playing uh, Freddie Mercury Mm, mm. in Bohemian Rhapsody, in which Adam Lambert had a small part as well. Sure. And um, other people were suggesting that Adam Lambert simply let other actors do their jobs. That's why it's called acting. Gays have been playing straight for years. You need to give it a rest. Sexuality is not a qualification. Talent is. Um, so I started thinking about this, and I was like, yes, while that's true, uh, you know, plenty of uh, lesbians have played played straight love interest. But you got to keep in mind that is partially because they had to hide their sexuality in Hollywood. You know what I mean? That's sure. where the difference lies. Um, if nothing else, it's a great conversation. To yeah, have. It's an interesting conversation. And I see your point, too. And I see the point of people who are saying it's acting. Right. They're pretending. And, you know? it, and it is about talent. I, I don't think just because you're gay, you should get the gay role. I think you need to be gay and it's the best person for the role. Right. Right. Talent wise. But again, it is a, a conversation worth having for better understanding because you know like i said a lot of people played straight only because they had to and they had to hide who they really were sure yeah it'd be an interesting round table exactly of a bunch of actors who believe differently yeah that's that's always my solution is let's get like a town hall meeting you know or a round table and Hear the different points of view and just be open to what people are saying. Meanwhile, so. the George Michael movie not happening. Or or it, him not being cast happening. Uh, the family said there is no such biopic in the works. Okay, so that was really just a watch what happens live kind, kind of question of out of thin air. That Hey, but you never know. Sometimes you get enough people that are interested in it and you never know. Who Correct. Knows? You're right. Uh, let's see here. When we come back, we'll get into a couple of studies that we think are fun. Donna found a study and has questions about it. Now, I think this is sweet. Adults keep an average of 20 of these things. Uh, Okay, let me just follow up by telling you I totally misunderstood the headline epically. Oh, I think I know how you misinterpreted it. (laughs) Let's see if I know you well.
Okay. Also, uh, we'll get into that. We'll see if we get into uh, something else. We got some Disney news. We'll see if we get to that when we return. Donna, Steve, my talk. Friends, what's up? Hey, it's Stevie Boy. You know, the insurance industry is just full of one agent representing one company. Sound kind of familiar, maybe? Chances are your current agent has one company. But just think of how limiting that really is. You need more than one agent representing more than one company. And that's why Paul Borcher and Jeff McDonald created the Canopy Group so that you are not at the mercy of one agent with one company. This is the math we need to focus on here, friends. The Canopy Group gives you 40 specialists and 16 separate insurance companies. Some of the names you'll recognize like Travelers and Progressive, some you won't, but here's what you get. You get an agency that will shop for the best possible coverage from all those different companies. As your needs change, the Canopy Group continues to find the best coverage from a company that specializes in just what you need. So are you stuck with one company and one agent? Are you paying too much? The truth is the Canopy Group last year saved their new clients an average of $810 on auto and home insurance. Start saving today. Visit thecanopygroup.com. Hey, good morning. Thank you for listening. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. We're buddies. Take out your number two pencils. We're going to do a little study, and you'll see how I really misinterpreted this heading. Studies have shown that studies medic- have shown that the microbial. Several long-term studies have shown they've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown. And here with their findings, our study buddies, the perfect nerd couple, Donna and Steve. So this I morning. See. Okay. Now I'm getting so this morning I see a headline that I misread and I put in our little show outline. What's this about? Adults keep an average of 20 toys from their children. And I thought, wow, that's really mean. What's that about? That wasn't the actual headline. It wasn't? Now, the headline was, adults keep an average of 20 toys from their childhood. What can I say? So you thought parents were just out there being mean. Keeping toys from their kids. So then I start reading through the list and I'm like, what? This is horrifying. Um, well, I read through the list, but not the way it's written out. I just saw Barbie dolls. They, they're keeping Barbie dolls from their kids. They're keeping Legos and Hot Wheels and G.I. Joes. And I'm like, first of all, kids are still playing with G.I. Joes and, and Susie Homemaker appliances and Slinkies. Fisher-Price telephones. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, that's one of those things that I just glossed over. And I was like, well, oh, this will be a good topic. It's and funny I'll read it when I get to work. And boy, you must have been confused when you then see me denoting underneath it, I think that's sweet. I know. And you're thinking, he's an animal. And then I went and read it and went, oh. So again, it's adults keep an average of 20 toys from their childhood, not from their children. Now, you... you bringing that number into it and makes me think that's a really high number it does feel like a lot i feel like maybe five could be normal ish uh the number one toy that people have kept is barbie barbie dolls 
then Legos, then Hot Wheels, G.I. Joe's, Susie Homemaker Appliances, Fisher-Price Telephones, aforementioned, Light Brights, awesome. They make those again. Not as good as the old ones. Hmm. Slinkies, Rubik's Cubes, and Nerf Balls. Okay, I wouldn't be keeping a Nerf Ball, would you? Oh, I love a Nerf. Nerf footballs are great. It's a great way to introduce your kids to footballs, too. Oh, okay. I had too many times that a football hit my son in the face a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And then, so that would kind of end our fun time of playing catch in the basement. And so I looked up uh, footballs even squishier than Nerf. And I found some, and there was a dad who wrote an Amazon review and said, this football can peg my son. Just drill him right in the face. And he doesn't care at all. Uh, Side question. (laughs) Yeah. How is Grayson feeling about football these days? Because you had said that after that, you know, tragic medical condition with Damar Hamlin that he was like, I'm never playing football again. Yeah, he that was his response that night as he watched Damar Hamlin collapse live on the field. And then when uh, we mentioned CPR and he said, what does that mean? And we said, well, that, that could mean that somebody is close to dying. They're trying to make sure he doesn't die. And he said, okay, I'm done. I'm never playing football again. Mm-hmm. He's come down off of that since then. Um, although, you know, there was just another player who was injured uh, over the weekend. It turns out it was just a concussion no neck injury, but it was sort of a scary sight again. It was on Monday Night Football toward the end of the Bucks in a Cowboys playoff game. Mm. But he is okay as well. But he is now talking about football like uh, like he's playing it. Okay. You know, like he wants to, hey, I want to learn how we can get better at tackling and stuff like that. How do you so. feel about him playing football? Because I have friends who, when their kids were young, they were like, no way I'm letting my kid play football. Yeah, um, I think... I feel the majority positive, the minority negative, but some days that's, you know, on a DeMar Hamlin sort of an episode, it's a 51-49 kind of a thing. And then there are other days when it's like, you know, 90-10, it feels good. It feel, You know there are inherent risks, but you also know that the overwhelming majority of people get through their high school football career, their peewee football career, without having any sort of, of course, right. notable injuries. But, okay. yeah, it's it's tough to not have some level of concern, for sure. Um, yeah, so that that's that's a sort of challenging thing. Yeah. They say there are less head injuries in rugby, which is interesting because they don't wear helmets. Which but one they is say rugby? That not is that the wearing... one with the ball in the net that you hold? <laughs> that's, I think you're thinking of lacrosse. Yeah. Okay, what's rugby? Rugby, it's kind of like, it kind of looks like a football. Okay. And they're playing without helmets, and there are scrums where everybody huddles together, and they're all trying to get it, and you're throwing it and running with it and bumping into each other a lot. Hard. Okay. The point about rugby is they don't wear helmets, but they say that that almost self-governs how you hit, how you tackle. Whereas when you have a helmet... It's kind of like when you wear a wig. You feel like a different person when you have a wig at a costume party. You're like, I can do whatever I want because I'm not Donna anymore. I'm Shirley. (laughs) Similarly, I think on a football field, you throw a helmet on and some pads and you can feel like you're invincible. And uh, and that's, you know, it's not the case. You're protected, but but you're not invincible. So Okay. Okay. And I'm sure they they teach kids also how to... minimize the potential injury yep and they're they're trying to teach kids heads up tackling now you know don't ever lead with the crown of your helmet 
keep your face mask up when you're going to, uh, you know, looking forward at the person that you're trying to tackle. So they're trying to correct it now from the youth level upward, which is really, I think we'll know in, you know, 10 or 15 years, we'll see where is CTE now in the National Football League. Right. Because that's, you kind of have to have, you have other people who have learned a different way of tackling. And it's tougher to correct that midstream. It's like you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Right. You can, but it's tough. Sure. Okay. Mighty Who Mike, am I? you play Katie football, right? I did, now? yeah. Um, did you, do they teach you how to, like, yeah. land, how to take a hit? Yes, and they're also, as Steve just mentioned, they're getting a lot better at that, not only youth level, but then also from a pro's level, because that's what the youth are watching, they're doing a much better job, even college, of saying, oh, that was a targeting hit, you're done for the game, you're gone. Mm-hmm. You know, as soon as you do something that illegal that's going to cause those sorts of injuries, you're just thrown out, which I is see. new. They're okay. getting a lot harsher on those penalties and personal fouls and things like that. Got so it. They're, they're trying, and well, like you said, hopefully we'll see some results of that soon. All if right. you walk by a quarterback, they're likely to call roughing the passer in yeah. some situations. It's just that has gotten laughable. In other areas, they're really helping to correct it. This has been your sports talk. We try to squeeze one to say, in every day. We are your athletic supporter. Hey, it is Rocco for Crescent Tide Cremation Services. You know, talking about end-of-life stuff and cremations and that sort of stuff. It's not a super fun topic, um, but it is a topic that is good to be broached with your family. I'm glad my mom had a talk with my sister and me. She said, you know what? I don't want a big, fancy, expensive, stuffy funeral when it's my time to go. I just want a simple cremation, and then I want you kids and my brothers and sisters and some of my favorite nieces and nephews go out celebrate me have a nice dinner and uh, you don't get dessert if you don't say something nice about me so that's what we're gonna do and she went and had a talk with lisa over at crescent tide decided to prepay and pre-plan for a simple cremation so when that time comes my sister and i don't have to worry about it or even pay for it thanks mom it's not just the prepaying and pre-planning. If you do, uh, like I always uh, encourage you to do, go look at Crescent Tide's reviews. You'll see that they come through for people in that time of need, in that time of grief. Check them out today, crescenttide.com. Final stretch of the Donna and Steve experience on my talk 1071, everything entertainment. Mighty Mike also in the house. Hey. Are we going to call uh, Chef Brian right off the bat? Sure. Do you want to? Yeah. Is he technically a chef? I think he I is. Yeah. Is that right? Would you have to go to culinary school to be a chef? I think so. You can't just cook a lot and say, "No, I'm a chef." Should we ask? Yeah, but listen, if we do, we need to come from a respectful, curious place, not a questioning or doubting place. Should we say? Um, a listener asked. A listener wants to know if you're an actual trained chef. Oh, no, you can't say trained there. Well, That's, how do we get? To I don't the... know. I think we just need to say. Have you gone to sh- culinary school? Oh, that again feels like we're coming at him. I think. Like you don't want to accuse him of being a cook if he's a chef. It would be like if somebody came in and said, "Did you study for this, or are you just on the microphone?" You would be offended. Rude. Please. So what we have to do? Well, no, is, I wouldn't because I did study for this. <laughs> but you would be rude that they. You would say rude that they even thought there was a chance that you didn't study for it. All right. Well, you handle it then, okay? I don't, no, I just want to talk it out. What culinary school did you go to?
Hey, Brian. Uh, Stevie Boy, Donna V, you know the sitch. Hey, yes. quick question right off the top. Let's go. Um, <laughs> w- w- was there a line there or something? No, just let's go. Okay. I'm ready. All right. Okay. Well, um, we had a listener who called and wondered if you are you technically a chef or a cook and slash what is the difference because we kind of don't know. Well, I think they they say that you know you go to chef school you become a chef or if you're a kitchen manager you can become a chef i think um arrogance plays a role in that mm. <laughs> so know? wait what is that are you kitchen manager brian or chef brian i'm going to be kitchen manager here and then chef brian at the restaurant he works at another oh, job. Very fancy. Okay, good. Okay. That, that helps. So I have to read a text to you. I brought some lunch to sure. a girlfriend yesterday, and about a half an hour later, she wrote, Oh my God, I inhaled that food. I'm picky about gravy, especially white gravy. I usually don't like it, but this was incredible. The gravy was truly the best I have ever had. Wow. And I said, Well, I'll tell Brian. And she said, Brian is amazing. That's nice everything was so good and hit the spot now yeah it was a it was a good one yesterday yeah that was good that's one of your best but unfortunately the menu gets wiped clean each day and we have to serve something new mm-hmm. to the people what is the soup today we got a tomato bisque paired with a uh bacon grilled cheese sandwich oh. on multi-grain Good golly, oh, Miss Molly. you've outdone yourself again. Donna, don't act like you like bacon. I, no. I like bacon. I just don't eat it. What? Oh, you dip that freaking bacon and cheese, oh, yeah. the grilled cheese sandwich, into the tomato bisque. All right, bisque. you two get a room. Like, I yeah, want to get sprayed go. by a skunk just so I can sit in tomato bisque. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> You're welcome. Tomorrow but, we got something good coming. Be ooh, ready. Oh, okay. oh be wait. ready. Friday, Friday. Oh, Steve, right, why bye, are your Brian. eyes bloodshot? Because I didn't get any sleep because I was thinking about that soup, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not sure if he answered the question, really. Uh, he's a fake chef at a restaurant. Okay. And he's a kitchen manager <laughs> no, he's here. He's not a big chef. He hey, put his like dues I... in to become a chef. Yeah, I like sure. Yeah, I liked it. How I asked it, I couched it with, and what is the difference? Because we kind of like aren't sure. So that way we position ourselves as ignorant. Right. And he is the expert no matter what the, the, the title is. Well, you, you know his wife is listening, and she's going to tell him the whole story. She, I think, we got to get her name. Us. Shout out. No, I don't think so. I think she might. No. There's room for that. Kid, I want to know if she lost a bet. She's beautiful. I bumped into them once at the zoo. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, we were, we're zoo people. I think he was feeding the animals. Brian was or his kids? Brian. It's frowned upon. Are, are you calling his kids animals? No. <laughs> Donna. Well, let's just keep getting ourselves into more trouble. No, a lovely this. family. Very lovely. Um, kid, Do we have any emails? Always. Are you kidding? Mm. Thanks, everyone, for your emails. Uh, would you like me to read one? Yes. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, uh, this one's that one's too heavy. I'm not going to read that one. Okay. Um, not that Steve needs an ego boost. <clears throat> I like this one already. Says Go Margaret. On. Hey, Margie. But I've been watching the new Disney Plus show, Willow. I almost started that. 
Me too. It's like a sequel show to the movie 34 years later. And Prince Eric Takabalos totally reminds me of a young, hot, airhead Steve Patterson. Especially once Eric gets his hair cut short towards the end of the season. I feel like you need to see him in action, though. Images from the show don't cut it. Maybe it's just me. Anyone else? Question mark. Oh, I'll take it. I don't care what the prince looks like. Mm. That's just cool, man. I kind of wish I lived back in those days where there were flute players mm. playing in the town square, where you went to a pub, think Gaston from Beauty and the Beast, smashed your big beer steins together, walked on dirt roads. I honestly think, I'm not joking when I say this, I actually think I would have thrived in that time period. Huh. I started watching Willow with my roomie, like the movie. The yeah. original movie. And yeah, I, I'd never seen it. And I was like, oh, this is kind of sweet. I but, remember seeing it as a kid and not really knowing much about the plot and just like watching it peripherally, but like yeah, it. Yeah, it was all right. I fell asleep. I'm not going to lie. I got to go. Uh, what? I'm sorry. You... I'm a sleepy girl. Hey, you going <laughs> to the gym today? No, I'm not going to go today. What's happening? You said you were going to go earlier this week. Am I your accountability partner or not? No, you're not. Um, it's I annoying me that you're not just going. a significant amount of pain. And Treadmill. I don't, okay. Legs. I'll just, just go for a walk. I'll do some... There's a mental, You have a mental hurdle. You just need to break the, yeah, the seal. And once you get in, you'll the mystique will be gone. I will. I'm going to go. All right. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Coming up next. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye now.